Well, over the past few weeks, Pastor Dave has been walking us through the I Am statements of Jesus. And tonight we'll be looking at Jesus' statement, I am the vine, you are the branches. In John chapter 15, feel free to turn with me there in your Bibles. This passage takes place during the Last Supper as part of the farewell addresses prior to the arrest of Jesus in the garden later that night. As a landscaper, the task of pruning was one of my favorite things to do. In fact, in preparation for this reflection, I went out and made a few cuts on our tree form hydrangea at the top of our driveway. Pruning is solitary and thoughtful work. Cutting back, taming, cleaning, redirecting. You decide the direction of the branches and the future life of the tree. It takes care and patience, having an eye for the true form and design of what you're pruning, seeing clearly what needs to go and what needs to stay. And there's nothing quite like returning to the same tree year after year to see how it has grown and changed and where it might need further correction. Maybe I like pruning so much because of the biblical imagery that I was able to practice on a tree what God carries out in each of our lives. As we look at John 15 today, instead of jumping right into Jesus' declaration that he is the vine and we are the branches, we have to start by stepping into the garden and observing the vine dresser, God, at his work. Will we submit ourselves to the gardener and find our sustenance in the vine? Let's read John chapter 15, verses 1 to 5. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Father, we ask that you would be at work um, as your word goes out today in each of our hearts. Lord, that you would open our hearts to receive your word tonight. Amen. Well, the first thing we must notice is that the gardener has full authority over his garden. This is his domain. The gardener's work is this. He cuts off the branch that bears no fruit. He prunes every branch that bears fruit so it will be even more fruitful. No one escapes the shears of the gardener. 
He cuts off or literally carries away those that may appear to be disciples but are not, much like Judas, who had just left the meal to strike his deal with the Jewish authorities. And he prunes those branches that are true disciples so that they will be even more fruitful. The gardener has full authority over the plants that are in his care. We encounter a bit of play on words in verses 2 and 3 surrounding the word prunes and the word cleans. In the NIV, there's a text note which says the Greek word for prunes also means cleans. And so if we read those verses again, it would, it would read like this. He prunes branches so they will be even more fruitful, end of verse 2. And you are already pruned because of the word I have spoken to you. So does this pruning happen once, as it appears in verse 3, or multiple times as suggested in verse 2? Is this something that's already taken place or a process that's ongoing? Well, anyone who has pruned an old apple tree will tell you that there's an initial corrective pruning that takes place. Perhaps the crown of the tree needs to be reduced or larger branches need to be taken off to increase airflow and reduce the possibility of disease. After those larger cuts are made, an apple tree will send up water spouts. They'll be flush with new growth in the same areas where those corrective cuts were made. So the gardener returns year after year and guides and shapes the tree to be more in line with his plans. In the same way, as, one, as soon as one receives the gospel, the gardener goes to work. Which is what Jesus means when he says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. That initial corrective pruning has taken place. It may be heavy, and the follow-up pruning may be painful too. Followers of Jesus are pruned because they have received and believed the message of the gospel, and they are subject to more pruning to be made even more fruitful. And that pruning can sometimes hurt. Singer-songwriter Andrew Peterson, in his song titled The Sower's Song, writes about the pain of pruning. He says, O God, I am furrowed like the field, torn open like the dirt, and I know that to be healed that I must be broken first. I am aching for the yield that you will harvest from this hurt. Abide in me. Let these branches bear you fruit. Abide in me, Lord, as I abide in you. Will we submit ourselves to the ongoing and necessary pruning of the gardener? We're told that the goal of this pruning is so that the branches may bear fruit. If we look closely at this passage, we can see that bearing fruit is actually not our primary responsibility. Remaining in the vine is. By remaining in the vine, the gardener will see to it that you bear much fruit. That's his job. 
Commentator Leslie Newbegin says, the disciple of Jesus will not be concerned to create a character or career for himself. He will leave that to the wise husbandry of the gardener, who alone knows what pruning, what watering and feeding, what sunshine or rain, warmth or cold is needed to produce the fruit he desires. Fruit is what happens when we remain in the vine. We bear fruit only by remaining in the vine, only through the life and work of Jesus Christ. Well, what does it look like to remain connected to the vine? Or as some translations put it, to abide in the true vine, Christ Jesus. It's only natural for us to ask, what must I do to remain in this vine? Way back at the beginning of our journey through the I Am statements of Jesus, after the feeding of the 5,000, the Jews are searching for Jesus after he withdrew to be alone. And when they find him, they ask him essentially the same question we're asking now. They say, they ask, what must we do to do the works God requires? In other words, what must we do to bear fruit? Jesus answers them clearly and directly. He says, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. We remain in the vine by believing in him, by trusting in him, by steeping ourselves in the nourishing sap of the word. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Andrew Murray, a pastor in South Africa in the 1800s, says it this way, what a simple thing it is to be a branch, a branch of a tree or a branch of a vine. The branch has nothing. It just depends on the vine for everything. And that's the position we are in before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Apart from the life-saving, obedient work of the true vine, we can do nothing. We are sustained only by believing in him. So where then does fruit come from? It is a work of the Holy Spirit within us. The gardener knows we need help. In this same upper room conversation with his disciples, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. This is the same spirit that works in us to produce the fruit mentioned in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. When these fruits are born in our lives, this is a work of the Spirit in us. And the presence of the Spirit is evidence that I abide in Him. Love, joy, patience, self-control, I can't do these things on my own. We are sustained solely through the, through the true vine, 
Jesus Christ. In just a few short hours after these words of Jesus were spoken, he was arrested and brought before the Jewish and Roman authorities, deserted by his disciples, and crucified outside the city walls of Jerusalem. As we come together to the Lord's table this evening, we testify together that we believe in the true vine, Jesus Christ, and wholly depend on him for life and salvation. As you receive the elements tonight, let us together yield ourselves to the gardener and ask him, where have you, Lord, been doing your work of pruning in me this year or in this season of Lent? And Lord, is there a particular fruit of the Spirit that you long to grow in me? Pray that God would reveal that to you and drive you to greater dependence on the vine and the Spirit. Submit yourself to the gardener and be sustained in the vine. <clears throat>